to tank or not to tank? That is the question these days for a lot of NFL fans as we hit that worst stage of the season where teams are already, teams and players and fans are already kind of digesting what's ahead for them coming next table with the draft. So I'd have those out and join me for the Irish Bears show. Now, it's great to have you on board for this interesting conversation. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Great to be on. It's always a good laugh when I come on to the show with you guys. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting question for our teams anyway. Yeah, I'll just say I never would have thought in a million years come the start of the season that I would have been looking at draft boards for the Giants. Apparently, might have successful last season was. You have had familiarity with the top of the draft, as we have recently, but obviously the last year you were picking number one, traded all the way to the Panthers. You're now in a position, the Bears, where you have Panthers one pick. And right now, from correct, you are at the fifth pick. But how unusual is it? How do you feel it out? I know we've had this conversation before, really. You never want to see your team not win games. Because ultimately, that's what a fan is like. Being a fan is all about. But when the game is over and they've lost, it's kind of this, you know, kind of sense of relief that whilst we played well, we lost the game. That's better for the team in the long run. But I'm starting to wonder, is it better in the long run? Because some teams are drafting quarterbacks, i.e. the Panthers, the Bryce Young, I know it's early days. You just don't know. You just do not know how these drafts are going to turn you. No, I, I hate it. I hate it. I, I, get, I know there are some fans who have this, oh, let's tank for X, tank for Y, whatever. And don't get me wrong, I, I get the mentality of what they're they're thinking about, you know, you're taking kind of like short-term pain for a long-term, long-term gain. But that's the idea. But then you have to pick right and things still have to go your way. For me, I can't watch them losing. I hate it. I, I never want them to lose no matter what situation they're in. I think losing breeds more losing for teams. Like, there's a lot of teams have been around the bottom for year upon year. I mean, it hasn't helped them. I think a team can get into this negative kind of loss week after week after week, and it's hard to get out of it. I mean, you look at the Lions now, they're doing great. but They're doing great now. They've had many, many years finishing near the top of the draft, and it's taken a long, long, long time for them to kind of build up and move to where they are. So for me... I, I just, I never, ever want them to lose. If they lose a game, even if it looks like it's good for draft status-wise, I'll I'll still be fuming for, for days until the next game. So, no, I don't, I don't want it. I want the, I want the Bears to turn it around and kind of get out of that losing mentality because I think going forward, that just doesn't help. You touched on the Lions there. Like, bear in mind when Dan Campbell and home with the NGM there's this conversation about picking the, the right quarterback in the next draft, and they kind of temptation. They never gave in to temptation. They brought Jared Goff off what was supposed to be a bridge quarterback, and now you're looking at them as a number two seed. Again, a team that didn't go down the quarterback route, decided to build around good measured players in which they has. Like that's a that's a strategy in itself that can work. Why are we always getting so hung up on these quarterbacks? It doesn't necessarily play out that way. No, it doesn't. I mean, things have to come together right in all facets of your, your roster. You, you have to have the right players, but your coaching staff have to be the right coaching staff. And, you know, you look at teams who have been losing teams over the years, what's mostly in common for all of them? Bad coaches. And they keep changing the coaches and changing their coaches because they haven't got the right guy in. Sometimes you do just need to get that right guy in who can see what needs to be done and put players in the right position to win. I think for the Bears in the last recent years, it's been very clear we haven't been getting the right coaches. We, we've kind of flirted with it. People thought maybe Nagy was the guy after that fourth year and then, you know, reality kind of hits and we're back to what's generally the way for the Bears. Coaches who seem to not put players in the right spot to win. So you do, when you're, 
when you're a team who's in in a bad way like that, you do need to get the right coaches in and you need to get the right players. And these coaches have to be able to put these players in a position to, to maximize their talent. And that's what the Bears haven't been doing for the last few years. So it's not just about draft position. If the Bears finish with the first and second, say, or first and toward or fifth picks this year, to me, that's still pointless if you don't pick the right player and you don't have the right coaches to get something from them. So that's why it's very interesting for me with the Bears between now and the end of the season. There's a lot of questions about Matt Nagy, you know, Getsy, the offensive coordinator, will or not Matt Nagy, Matt Eberflus, too many Matt's head coaches for the Bears. Matt Eberflus and, and Getsy, the, the offensive coordinator, will they still be there? If they're still there, you know, does it matter who you draft? You know, is it the coaches putting these players in the wrong position? Or is it the players that aren't good enough? Because for me, and I've said it a million times on our show, when I look at this roster this year and I look at last year's roster, you know, I know games aren't played on paper, but on paper, we have a much stronger roster this season than last season. But although they've matched the, the win total so far, they don't look any better. They, they've actually looked worse for a lot of the season. So that's where coaches then are very, very important to come in and to get the best out of players. So, yeah, you know, who, who knows what will happen with the Bears going through the rest of the season now and what, what changes could happen. Yeah, no, I remember earlier on the season we had a conversation. You were saying that the Bears on paper, Brandon Moody, how aggressive they were in free agency, put players on this roster, and the results in a way were unacceptable because it was a manner of some of the defeats you would expect them to be much more competitive in games. Just, I want to move away from the Bears slightly in a second, but I just want to ask you this question because Connor obviously is a Bears fan on the Origin of show, and he discusses his comfort in Ryan Powell's potentially being there next year. He thinks he's done enough to be maintained for another year, and you don't go without blow it up completely but Eberflus he's very down on and he feels he's kind of a borrowed time there and then I'll throw in the final you know this is the Justin Fields and his, I mean, Justin Fields is going to play on Sunday he's been declared met him, as, you, as you well know like has he got a short window to kind of prove himself because you know is it a Lions Martin where if he is the answer you build around him as opposed to moving up from right now and it looks general consensus people feel they will move up where do you stand on on, on both parts there Eberflus's head coach and Justin Fields. Eberflus's head coach, I think it is done. I think last season was a strange one. It was clearly, you know, a destruction of that roster. It was it was a, a teardown where maybe they didn't think they'd get the fourth number one pick overall, but I think they knew they would end up with a high pick. I think that was the plan all along. Let's go in, just blow it all up, start from fresh. So it was hard to really you know, judge these coaches because they had nothing to work with. In fairness to them, they, they didn't. They got rid of a lot of top players. So you couldn't really give them a good grade on how they were. Now, one good positive last year was the players did seem to be playing for them till the end, which w was good. That, that would kind of felt like, okay, well, maybe when he gets better players around them, you know, the players seem to respond to him and they fight for him. And if we can get more talent, they will look better. Well, this season, that hasn't been the case. To be honest, there's been times now, Matt Eberflus is, is starting to look out of his depth. His, his press conferences are starting to get a bit strange. There's a lot of talking without any actual information coming out. A lot of word salads, you know. And I think it's it's just, it doesn't feel right now at this stage. Getsy as the offensive coordinator, you know, he can have a good game like the Broncos or the, the Commanders, you know, the Raiders to an extent. But too often, he isn't having good games. His play calling at times looks, looks disjointed. You're kind of sitting back wondering like, why is he doing that? What's happening here? So it doesn't feel like these coaches are putting the players in the right spot to win. And then in terms of the players actually fighting and responding to these coaches, 
they don't this year. You know, I think the Bears lead the league in in penalties, especially uh, false starts. That's on coaching to me. I know players take their share of the blame, but as coaches, you need to recognize this and work on it. And it's happening every week. The Bears are giving up seven, eight, nine penalties every single week. That's coaching. And that's something for whatever reason, these players this season aren't responding to these coaches. Even at the ver- like at the start of the season, game one against the Packers, you think you don't even need coaches to G it up. Everyone should be up for this. But looking, there was a, I think there was a shot of Justin Fields and DJ Moore sitting beside each other on the bench during that game. And it looked like they were eight games into a, like into the season and they were more than seven. In week one against the Packers, this Bears team looked like their heads had dropped. Again, for me, something with the coaching wasn't resonating with these players. And I think, for me, Iberflus, Getsy, the, the whole coaching staff just needs to go. In terms of Ryan Poles, I like what Poles is doing. I like his idea. He did come in last year, blow it up. And he is trying to get younger. He's a specific type of player he's bringing in. You can see his plan. You can see what he's trying to do. And I, I do like it. And I know there are, there's not as many people calling for his head, but there are the odd mormons. But for me... You know, this was never a, a, you know, come in, blow it all up, and the second season is perfect. It's, it's going to take time, and I do like what he's doing and how he's getting there. So for me, Pauls deserves a chance to bring in his new head coach and to to maybe continue what he started. In terms of Justin Fields, this this one breaks my heart. I'm a Fields guy. I am. I really, really wanted him to to succeed. Um, and while I'd like to think he has seven games to come in and and save his career. If you're being realistic about it, what can you do in the seven games left that he wasn't able to do in two and a half years? You know, I don't know if Paul has decided at this stage, but if he hasn't, he must be close to deciding. I mean, it's it's just not worked out the way we'd all hoped. I think he's talented enough. I think he has the mentality. I think he wants to win. I think he is a winner, you know, in terms of a player who, who goes out there, works hard, wants to win, but for whatever reason, it's not clicking. He was sold. No, when he came in, he, he, he was sold short by by Nagy. You know, they didn't want to start him, which is okay, fair enough. You go with Dalton. They threw him in against the Browns. He was destroyed. There was no offensive line. There was no weapons. Sort of like what's happening to Bryce Young now. There was nothing around him. And when your player starts like that and spends a season getting knocked around and getting beat down, it, it's hard to kind of turn it around. And it just hasn't really worked for him. Now, Fields takes his share of the blame. He does have issues in his game, one of which was holding the ball too long, which led to his injury, which has kept him out for the last few weeks. That is on him. That has never really been fixed. He's shown he can do something. I think I think at this stage, I do think they will probably move on. Ryan Poles might say to the, to the owners, look, this was never my guy. You know, we're in this rebuild. If we have the number one pick or a high number one, two, three... I want to bring in my quarterback. And from Ryan Poles' point of view, I think it makes sense. You reset the, the rookie salary cap at quarterback, which is is great. You know, you have that new young quarterback there, you know, that you can say is your quarterback. And you have him for the five years again. So I'm hoping Fields can come in for seven games, light it up and, and change people's minds. Because then if you don't have to draft a quarterback, you're in a great position. You you really, really, yeah, you could, you could trade two high picks for massive amount of, of picks going forward to build his team but unfortunately I think it's probably reached the end of the road for Fields and I think they will if they have that you know one or two pick I, I think you will see a new quarterback with the Bears next year and I think you'll see Fields do well at another team you know because obviously 
they will trade them on to someone more than likely. Now, is it possible they could keep Fields and draft someone? Who knows? That would be interesting. It would be a tough one because you're kind of saying to Fields, we don't trust you enough. We're drafting someone new, but we're keeping you here with them. I don't know if that really works. I think chances are they're drafting a new quarterback and Fields will find himself elsewhere next year. But I hope I'm wrong and I hope it develops completely different to that. Connor asked me on the show Tuesday, Tuesday evening, what, I, what would have to happen for Justin Fields to change everybody's minds, both from a fan perspective. I know because I imagine there's a split on the fire group in terms of fans wanting to move on. Yes. I said he would have to go and play comprehensive football as a quarterback and shock teams in terms of results against bigger teams. But then I look at the schedule and there's not, it's just, there's not massive games there where you can say that would be an absolute. It'd be surprise, but not necessarily big shocks. You don't have to, to pick our teams to play by, by and large. And that, for me, then puts some in a situation where there's always going to be that question mark in your head. And I think I'm going to come to the Giants now because I'm going to a tank tone order here, which is where number two right now. And I think it's the same for Daniel Jones. He got the contract last year and you can still you still don't know. You still really don't know. And Brian Dale could put an argument at the end of the season. I don't think Brian Dale's job is under threat. I think apparently he was head coach of the year last year. It's hard. How can you move on from it? A guy 12 months later. Well, he could argue, and maybe the GM, Daniel Jones only played 10 quarters this year. Daniel Jones has been injured for pretty much the entirety of the season. The offensive line has been completely injured for the entirety of the season. There's no sample size this season. We can only work on the basis of what we had last year, which was a quarterback that got the teams to the playoffs. But because of, the, because of the ACL and the reality of an ACL, we've seen the network corner, Murray Coney coming back last week. Realistically, He's not going to play in the NFL for me until October next year. I know his players will come back sooner. Jimmy Grappo did it. But by and large, you don't play again for 11 months. The Giants are going to be in a position which you have to bear in mind. You want, you don't want to be in this position every year. So they're going to they look at this as, how often are we going to be picking in the top 10? If you, if you believe the reports, Drake May and Caleb Williams are generational quarterbacks and we hear that comment thrown away all the time. But... They're suggesting he's as good as Trevor Lawrence. Sorry, they're both as good as Trevor Lawrence. It's an Andrew Luck type of scenario. He's absolutely, these are brilliant quarterbacks. The Giants would have to look at that, in my opinion, and say, well, if we love Jones and we've given him the contract that we can argue that he says he's been injured for the course of the season, you can't give up on an opportunity to draft one of these players, but you never know when you'll be back in this position again. And for the Giants, it's a last season. And the fact that Tyrod Taylor is going to come back in, from IR next week but yeah it looks like they're going to continue with the undrafted uh, rookie quarterback to me that spells a team that they're trying to put the right they're trying to say the right things but ultimately in, t- in the house they're making decisions to say, lose games without being perceived to be losing games is that fair? is that how we look at it right now? yeah I think from, from the outside looking in you know that's kind of the way I read it as well but again similar to what I said about polls if you're Brian Dable do you not want your guy you're the offensive minded head coach do you not want your quarterback I mean, you could probably, you'll speak to this more than me. From the outside, looking at certain things with the Giants, it felt like it, maybe even last season, there wasn't as much of a connect between Dayball and, and Jones. Now, I don't know if you, maybe that's just the way it's perceived by someone who doesn't follow the team as closely. But as an offensive head coach, you know, who comes with that kind of reputation, you know, obviously he wants to go out there and get his own guy. And if you're going to be, as you say, picking maybe one, two, three, if there are those kind of quarterbacks out there who are being talked about at that level, I mean, surely you're going to want one, you know, and then you can bring them in and say, right, as you say, 
Daniel was injured last year, you know, that we couldn't, that was just too much to lose your quarterback for that much. I want to bring in my guy now. This is who you can judge me off. And he's sort of, in a way, restarting the clock for himself as well, because now he has his guy and, and that's what he can be judged on, how he can develop this, you know, supposedly, as you say, generational talent quarterback coming into the NFL. So yeah, that's the way I read it. Once once I heard, you know, uh, DeVito was going to be kind of starting the rest of the season, no matter what, you kind of know without knowing. It was the same with the Bears last year. Every time Ryan Pauls came out, you know, we're playing to win, we're making the right moves to win, this is what we want to do. And then you trade away, you know, Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, you know, Cleo uh, Mack went early in, in the offseason before the season started. And you just know. You know what they're doing without them telling you what they're doing. But it makes sense. But as you say, it only makes sense if you can capitalize on that top pick that you get. Because you don't want to get caught in the trap of being there year after year after year. Because for us, even as fans, it's, it's too short a season. And when you're watching your team lose, 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 win, lose, 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 lose. And then you've got nine months before the next season and they start doing it the next season. You know, it's very, very hard. So a lot of Bears fans Mar- have beat. Yeah, a lot of Bears fans are apathetic now toward this team. We see it in the show, like with, with the comments, how quickly the comments change. And I think what made it worse this season for the Bears, for the Bears fans, we actually caught it ourselves into thinking that maybe they were better than they were. We expected a bit more than what we're getting. So when it feels like last season is repeating, you're kind of thinking, well, this isn't how it was supposed to be. We let you away with it last year. We gave you a free pass last year because we saw the plan. And we didn't expect, you know, the perfect team this year, but we expected a better team this year. And while the record possibly may be a game or two better, the on-field issues, you know, are still there and the team isn't better. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's just, it's it's a... It's something you don't want to get yourself caught into season after season, getting high picks and just making nothing of it. This probably will be the start of the offseason pretty quickly. Uh, Patriots, Bill Belichick, it looks, if you were to read the reports, you know, got a speculation this week that um, he potentially could be going to head coach the Chargers next season. Funny, we had Peter King on a couple of weeks ago and he called it Darren Dan, but seems to have got lost that Peter was from the here to call it a lot earlier than others like that Aronofsky has been very kind of pro on this this week Mac Jones clearly is not the answer there I think every Patriots fan at this stage is kind of run to the end of the road in terms of Mac Jones we saw it last Sunday in Frankfurt how poor he was you know, that game was there to be won last weekend and just another bad bad performance and I think it's he's going to get dropped essentially for the next game after the bye week but it looks like the time has come and it looks like Belichick potentially could be moving on I don't know whether they're going to navigate away moving him on from another team where it looks like it was a deal which all the parties want because nobody wants to say goodbye to each other. But it does look like it feels like this is the time. And what what would worry me for Patriots? And I don't. I never like referring to the NFL with the, with the Premiership. You know, Manchester United have won the Premiership in ten years. For Alex Ferguson, ten years gone out of jump. And whenever people think of Ferguson and Patriots and Belichick, there's so many similarities to the Patriots and uh, sorry, the Patriots and Man United. And it's we've already seen the Patriots go a number of years. With very little success, with the exception of one playoff year, first year as happens with Mac Jones since Brady walked away. You know, the Patriots can return to the Patriots of old. When I say the old, a long time ago, where they were one of the, the worst teams in the league, because right now, like, was we all can give us a narrative as to why our team can jump back next year? I don't see enough there for the Patriots. I think they're in a really precarious situation. And I feel for whatever head coach was well, to be a great opportunity for some head coach in the league. Maybe it's Mike Frable that's been a conversation. 
I think they're going to be the starter in this offseason. Yeah, no, they've they've definitely fallen. You know, all that success they had has is firmly in the rearview mirror now at this stage. Uh, but I think it's probably right for him to move on. I get your comparison with United because it's absolutely spot on. Similar with Arsenal, with Arsene Wenger. You know, when you have such an imposing figure running that team, and that's what he did. He's run that everything goes through Bill Belichick when it comes to New England Patriots. So when you take that part out, it's a shock to that club. No matter how bad they may have even been doing beforehand or whatever, it's still a shock because everything was geared towards him. And when he's gone, it's a big hole and a lot then has to start being filled. But I think at this stage, that Patriots team needs a rebuild. And Bill Palachek isn't at the stage of his career to be rebuilding another team. You know, if he were to go to someone like the Chargers, you think, well, maybe he could find his magic there because that team doesn't have to be rebuilt. That team has some really good parts. They they flatter to deceive every year. I think even at the start of the season, we did the show and I, I named the Chargers as my team, my team that will be underwhelming, a team that people have high hopes in, but just for whatever reason won't deliver because it's the same with them every year. So maybe a Belichick going in there with a ready-made quarterback, some good players, you know, Eckler and, and wide receivers they have, a good defense. Maybe he can work his magic there. But in terms of the Patriots, I think he's done because that, as you say, that needs a complete overhaul. And is Bill Belichick at the age where he wants to be rebuilding a team again? And for the Patriots, maybe you just need to make that clean break. I mean, we know how the NFL is. You know, you're you're down one year, you're up two seasons later. If you'd make the right moves, so it can still change for them. But I think I think Belichick probably is running out. And I think I've read a few stories that maybe a bit of issues between themselves and, and the owner so look at that point you're probably best cutting bait and just starting again so to close out with two teams at the, again at the top end of the draft and that's the Arizona Cardinals and the Packers so I'll start the Cardinals because we're talking about Justin Fields and you know he's got seven games to prove himself and I don't think he's quite a money to prove himself because I think he's got his flaws but at the same time he's a real, for me he's a really nice quarterback we saw that again he comes back and he effectively finds a way to navigate a victory but the cards are given they're hunched by a massive contract. Like if the cards are looking at this, they've got two first round they probably thought they'd be a lot higher up the board because you have the Texans. That looks like it would be a, a late twenty to twenty two pick the way the Texans are playing. But and if Cardinals if it's gone, if Coyne continues the way he is, I'll be only one game and we trend out to the end of the season and we win more games and we, we're still picking top ten. But we're comfortable that we know he's a quality quarterback. So I imagine if he was on the trend. If he was on the trade block tomorrow, I think to be five or six teams putting their hands up to take him next season. I think I'll be in the, the easiest position of them all in terms of where they're at, in terms of making that decision whether they want to move off from quarterback or not. Yeah, look, if if Carla Murray steps up and, and has a great end to the season, then the Chargers, even if they have a high pick, are in a position where they could trade that pick down, even if they only move a few spots, because we know this is a, a good quarterback class. And if they are in, say, two or three, you know, they might be able to get something. It'd be kind of like the Bears, and where I hope the Bears have their quarterback so they can they can use this board to their advantage then. And the same for the Cardinals. If the Cardinals have their quarterback, if they know that, then that opens a lot of possibilities for them to to fix other parts of the team by maybe a trade down or whatever. It's it's going to be interesting, though. The Cardinals are a strange one to me. And uh, Kyler Murray... I remember when, you know, he signed the contract and there were issues with, well, he has to study. Was it was there something clause put in where he doesn't study enough or they, you know, Yeah, he has a certain amount of time and hours put into studying the playbook ahead of weeks. So it's, 
Yeah, so it's, it's, it's an interesting momentum. I mean, he is a good quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I'm not completely sold on him, but like, who knows? I mean, the Cardinals, they paid him a lot of money, so who knows where they stand. But I think for them, if he does come back and he gets over this injury kind of quickly and he looks good, then I think they are in a good position in terms of where their draft stock, what they could get, how they could build a team out. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, how these last seven-ish games go for Murray to see if he really is that quarterback that they paid a hell of a lot of money to. Yeah, quick immediate reaction, obviously, last weekend, beat the Falcons there on the road. In Houston this weekend, which would be a tough one. And again, Brad, what they actually have to first shot pick off the Texans. So that's, that's an interesting usual game in Scott. Uh, close them to Packers, and it's been, it's around Matt Floor because going into the season, questions were similar in a way, probably people's way people perceive Brady's even the Patriots and how they saw the Belichick Brady dynamic. But people are suggesting we'll really get the true sense now whether Matt Floor is a really good head coach because once he loses his, his quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, he'll either flourish with this Jordan Love experience or they'll struggle. And right now they're struggling and they've been they have been in games. And they've been unfortunate some of the games had lost like last weekend, for example, against the Cedars. But they are sitting in the top end of the draft selections. I think they're at six or five. And they've got some tough games ahead. For me, it doesn't look like this season is going to play out in any way, shape, or form in terms of how some Packers fans thought it would be having beaten the Bears week one and the comeback against the Saints when they're 17 points down. Some bright spots for Jordan up, but it's going to fall the way slightly. Yeah, look, Bears fans wouldn't forgive me if I didn't start this conversation here about the Packers with the statement, Packers suck. But after that then, I'll try and give an honest opinion on them. But look, no, did Jordan Love, we, we kind of looked at it and we weren't sure how that was going to pan out because it's, it's so difficult, you know, and I don't know this from personal experience. I only know from looking up the way it goes. It's very difficult to come out from, uh, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, they've done it twice in a row. They went from... Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers so for Packers fans it must be really really strange for them now adjusting to having someone who's probably not a Hall of Fame quarterback but obviously time will tell as he goes on but so far it's as you say it's it's inconsistent they have a good defense that will always keep them in games but their offense has been struggling in terms of Matt LaFleur it, it is a question I mean we look at you know people ask the question about Belichick once Brady went was it Brady or was it Belichick and you know, people are kind of jumping on it now. Well, obviously it was Brady because they've, they've completely gone gone off the rails since he went. But who knows? Same with Matt LaFleur. Like, was it was it LaFleur or was it Rodgers? There's probably a bit of both in there. But it is important for him now to maybe get that right quarterback in if it's not love and get things back on track because the questions will get answered asked because it's the NFL. You know, this is the this is the top the top of the top. Like, so you know, results are all that matter. Um, so it'll be interesting again to see, you know, can they maybe better this season and maybe start afresh next year, you know. For Bears fans, I think we're kind of hoping they'll be okay. We don't want them to be terrible because we don't want them to have a chance at one of these quarterbacks. So if the Packers could finish in, you know, maybe sixth in the draft, seventh, that would be nice. You'd like to think maybe they wouldn't get near those quarterbacks. Um, but I, I don't know. To be honest with the Packers, I don't know what they do, you know, Again, it's it's questions over the quarterback. Do they feel Love has been doing enough? Has he shown enough that maybe with a couple of players around him or a bit of tweaking, it could come together? Or have they come to the decision that, you know, he's a bit hit and miss and maybe he isn't what we need for the Green Bay Packers? So like like a couple of the other teams, it's going to be fascinating to watch and see how it all develops and how LeFleur develops and how he deals. We've seen how he deals with winning. 
now we get to see how him and the coaches deal with results not going their way week after week and what can they do to maybe change things about and, and show what they can do, you know, under adversity like that. Yeah, I managed to get you through 26 minutes before we had a pop at the Packers and left them to the very end. Yeah, look, I think I think Jordan was in for another year. I think they won't obviously have the most productive season, but I think there's no panic buttons to be hit. Yeah, I think, as you said, if they, they'll have another offseason, they're going to put players around until they pick them with a potential high pick and then obviously see where that brings them and then obviously a bit of free agency, which don't tend to do, but maybe this year they'll have to look at that and reconsider. Seven games to go. We're talking about the draft. We're talking about teams not winning any more games for the rest of the season. I wish it wasn't the case, but that's the reality of, of some of the teams and fan groups in the league. Noel from the Irish Bear Show, appreciate your time as always coming on. Looking forward to having you on again. Thanks a lot, Brian. It's been a good chat anyway, even if it's not one we, uh, we hope to be having at this stage. No. Thanks again.